United Planners, an RIA and broker-dealer structured as a limited partnership, providing partners and associates an unfettered program to conduct fee-based and commission business for over 30 years. Advisors are offered the flexibility of being independent with a broad choice of custodians under the firm RIA or their own independent RIA. Welcome to The Healthy Advisor, a podcast from wealthmanagement.com focused on advisors' personal well-being and healing. I'm Diana Britton, Managing Editor of wealthmanagement.com, and in this podcast, we explore some of the struggles and personal development issues facing advisors and financial services professionals, and how to get to a place of healing for mind, body, and spirit. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Healthy Advisor podcast and thanks for joining us. As you may know, this is the podcast focused on financial advisor health and wellness and today's guest is right at the intersection of those things. Her name is Jess Bost. She's the vice president of brand partnerships at Alpha Architect and also runs her own financial planning practice under the firm's ADV. She's been in the wealth management industry for about four years But prior to that, she was a CrossFit coach and personal trainer, and she still coaches CrossFit on a part-time basis and and plans to take the CrossFit Level 3 certification in the next year or two. In 2017, Jess won a national title in Olympic weightlifting and qualified for the 2018 Masters Pan Am, which is a weightlifting championship. This woman is ripped and um, incredibly strong inside and out. Jess, thank you so much for being here. I think, you, you, well, first of all, thank you, and you're very welcome. <laughs> I think that might have been the most flattering introduction that anyone has ever given me. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> thank you. Wow, that is, all right. yes, well, thank you for that. Yeah, um, I'm really yeah, happy to course. be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. Um, So, you know, my intention in having Jess on the podcast is not to convince everyone to go out and do CrossFit, although, you know, if some listeners do go out, that would be great. But Jess really sits at the intersection of finance and fitness, and I thought she could share her story about how fitness has helped her to be a better individual um, and also a better advisor, right? So Jess, I just wanted to start off, what's the most weight you've ever, ever lifted? Wow. First of all, disclaimer, I do not lift this this heavy now. My body is, it, it, it ages. I don't know if y'all under, like, <laughs> if you realize that, but we get older and things just don't work the same. And uh, I consider myself a very, a very fit, almost 40 year old, but I am not 32, uh, which is when I was lifting at, you know, those weight or 30, 32 to 35 is when I was have, lifting the heaviest. So 35 is when I qualified for the Pan Ams, my, and it was in kilograms there, but roughly translated to a, my heaviest was a 215 clean and jerk. And that's, it, and then a 170 pound snatch. So uh, you'll have to go look those movements up. <laughs> it's too much for me to explain them, especially um, over audio, but yeah, the, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Loved lifting, and and yeah, I, I miss it. But it's a it, it's a good balance now. Uh, I, I still lift pretty heavy, just not that heavy. 
Yeah, I mean, I have trouble lifting my 40-pound daughter, so that's... Um, That's oh, impressive. Me too, me too now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> This is a totally different kind of weight distri distribution. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and your daughters are older now, right? So, um, mm -hmm. all right. Well, tell us a little bit about your background and your journey into financial services. Awesome. Yeah, sure. I, you mentioned, I, I you know, I was a CrossFit coach before I came over to finance and I, my passions were there. Prior to that, I, my, My undergrad is in psychology. And so prior to coming into CrossFit, I, I, I worked in a couple of different fields related to psychology, children's ministry, actually, as you know, when I first got out of college. And then I rolled into working with foster students and or foster, foster care children, helping them find placement. And then one of my absolute most favorite things that I've ever done was I worked with a company that provides applied behavior analysis services to kids with autism and developmental delays. And I was with them for about three years before I had my first child. And during that time, I, I learned a lot about myself and about what I loved. And so when I moved from that into CrossFit, I was able to carry over just a, a lot of those things, a lot of those concepts into CrossFit. And then at the end, you know, when I transitioned from full-time CrossFit into full-time finance, I carried those concepts over. And a lot of them were just how to work with people, how to help them get from where they are to where they wanted to be. And, you know, so those kind of just matched over. But I can't say that I loved any one of them more than I loved the other. It was just a, at that point in time in my life, it was a great fit for us, you know, for balance in life and where I was at. And I'm just, I feel really fortunate that I've been able to kind of piece that together and, and find my passion and all of those things along the way. I don't ever see myself leaving finance. I feel like all of it has really built to this point in my life and career. And I just love what I'm doing now. So, but yeah, it's it was one of those things that just it, it it was the opportunity in the right moment and it fit with with my family and balance that I was looking for and I I was passionate about it so about finance yeah 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 no I mean just at all every every one of them yeah along the way so they don't really what were some of those outside of yeah that. I'm yeah. sorry no you're fine I was just saying they don't really have a a, a true connection point outside of that uh, is really something that I just found in all of them that was good for me. What were some of those concepts that you kind of carried throughout? I know that you, you know, you were telling me that, you know, you learned that you kind of can achieve something bigger just by taking small steps at a time, right? And that's something that you kind of carried throughout. Yeah, yeah. I, that first concept, that concept was first introduced to me through working with children with autism. And it was the idea that They are capable of so much. We we look at them, and yes, there's a disability there, but the possibility for them is much greater sometimes than we can envision, and really for them especially greater than they can envision. And to go from one 
particular set of skills to something that's much more complex for them, the only thing that you really need to be able to do and do well is break it down into an almost infinite amount of steps. And so if you're teaching a child to feed themselves and right now they only you know, are using their fingers to do that and you want them to be able to use forks and spoons and knives appropriately, there are a lot of moments and a lot of steps that you can break that down into where you can provide that reinforcement, positive reinforcement, and you can also, you know, try to eliminate some of the behaviors that are not helping. And so that's what applied behavior analysis is all about. It's breaking down and then <laughs> analyzing it and then applying. Um, I mean, so that carried over into CrossFit because I had a client that would look at me and be like, I am never jumping on top of that box. That is too high for me. Or I am never going to do a pull up. That is just not possible for me. And me having this background of, okay, but I, and I, I want to meet you there. I know that is your, your belief system right now, but if you'll trust me and you're willing to be interested in doing it, even if you don't believe you can do it, then I know the steps. I can break it down for you and we can continue to break it down until you feel like the next step is possible and doable. And then we'll, the next, we'll go to the next step and then we'll go to the next step. And that, that was really that was really effective for clients in in moving and it's not specific to crossfit but it took something very intimidating like crossfit and made it made it doable for you know a 75 year old woman and what it what it allowed her to do was to be able to get up and down with her grandson who was tiny and played on the floor and then pick him up and carry him to the back pasture where he you know they got to feed the her horses together so it it opened and unlocked life for her in a way that she never dreamed possible. And so th that overlap there with life is, you know, kind of that's it, all those things tumbled into finance, right? Because when you can impact someone's life financially, you can open up so much opportunity for them, so many choices for them. And it, on an even, I don't know if there's a greater scale, but different scale than even fitness. And so I just, I mean, I feel so, so fortunate to still be able to do a little bit of that CrossFit coaching and impact that realm of life. And then now in finance and impact, you know, the financial and the wealth side of life for people, like I'm living my dream. I love it. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how they, again, they, they connected for me in, in a really meaningful way. Yeah, that makes total sense. A little bit of background about CrossFit. CrossFit, which stands for cross-discipline fitness, because I, I didn't know much about it, um, you know, before I talked to you. Um, it was founded by Greg Glassman and Lauren Janai in 2000. They opened a gym in Santa Cruz, California, and posted their workouts on the internet for their clients. And, you know, these work workouts were quickly adopted by individuals in the police, military, firefighting services. The first affiliated gym to form was CrossFit North in Seattle when Glassman's internet postings were used by those who wanted to officially incorporate his workouts into their training regimen in 2002. Glassman then began to develop a curriculum to train and certify coaches and gym owners using the methodology. There were 13 gyms by 2005, and in 2016, there were more than 13,000. 
by 2020, there were approximately 15,000 CrossFit affiliates around the world. I'm, there, there may be more by now. Um, CrossFit is a strength, conditioning, and overall fitness program consistently consisting mainly of a mix of aerobic exercise, calisthenics, and Olympic weightlifting. CrossFit described its strength and conditioning program as constantly varied functional movements executed at high intensity across broad time and modal domains. They use equipment from multiple disciplines, including barbells, dumbbells, gymnastics rings, rope climbs, pull-up bars, jump ropes, kettlebells, medicine balls, plyo boxes, resistance bands, rowing machines, and various mats. Um, I know that's something that you said you really liked about it is that it's very, you know, you're not doing the same thing every every day. You're, there's so many different movements. Um, tell us about how you got into CrossFit. <laughs> I, 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 I absolutely will. And actually, I love that description of CrossFit and the constantly varied functional movement uh, is a another piece of CrossFit that I feel like applies to finance because there's so many different ways that you can approach your finances, right? And the one of some of the most impactful ways is is to be able to do all of it pretty well. You don't have to be a master at anything, and so that's kind of the idea behind CrossFit is that we're not trying to create a you know the best sprinter in the world we're not trying to create the person who can deadlift the most in the world we're trying to create a human that can do all of these things mostly well and move correctly and functionally throughout them so that they can do so like that 75 year old grandmother right that i described earlier the ability for her to go back into her world and take the things that she's learned and apply them and improve her life measurably. You know, that that is what I I love so much about CrossFit. And the the cool thing is that, you know, people get into CrossFit in so many different ways. For me, you know, for me personally, it was it was a moment in life where I was in a crisis. And there's a lot of people who find cross, CrossFit that way. My crisis was that I had recently experienced a miscarriage and it was it was tra- it was traumatic for me because we already had a child and I had no problems with that pregnancy had no issues getting pregnant it was completely out of the blue and I was 20 weeks along so the the impact of that for me I mean I I had my miscarriage in a hospital I went in and found out that there wasn't a heartbeat and so it was an induced labor and so the the really beautiful side of that thing is that you know I got to hold my baby um you know 10 fingers 10 toes perfect little face you know it it's a it's a moment that a lot of you know moms and parents don't get to experience and I'm so grateful for that moment on the flip that's side that's incredible that you have that perspective yeah, on it yeah 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 the flip side of that is that those those moments those those memories those images live with me forever and they were really present after afterwards and so crossfit was a place where i um you know i i went and i i fought those demons right the the every everything that 
um, the dark side could throw at me to say, yeah, this is why you, you didn't end up, you know, continuing, you know, carrying that child to full term. Uh, I, I went in there and I, (laughs) I, 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 picked that barbell up or I threw that kettlebell around what whatever it was I did it as hard as I could I went to the darkest place I could and I fought my demons in that place and it in that the intensity side of CrossFit that really tends to intimidate people it was absolutely perfect for me and the cool thing when you go to that place you don't want to go to the same kind of place every single day. So the fact that it's varied for me, you know, was like, okay, well, which way am I going to get to the dark place today? (laughs) So that part of it kept it, you know, being something that, you know, the ever-changing kind of varied part of it gave me a challenge. And the challenge actually ended up being a positive, like it created positive effects. And um, so... Yeah, so for me, CrossFit found it bad place, uh, and, and it just in in a trauma part of my life, and it 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 was a bridge to a much better place for me. Yeah, how did you also lost like forty pounds or something, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I mean, I was depressed. I was uh, you know eating my feelings, drinking my feelings, whatever I needed to do to get to get over the feelings, and so I was just in probably in one of the most unhealthy places of my life, not because I was for not any other reason than I was just coping. So yeah, when I started CrossFit, I was about 40 pounds overweight and had not been taking care of myself. And, and it, you know, it, I didn't, I lost all of the weight and then I gained it back in muscle, like not all of it back, but like about 20 pounds back in muscle. it, It, it became something too, that actually helped me create the habits of staying fit, you know, beyond that point. So that was, is very positive in that way as well. Teaching me to be strong and figuring out what my body could do in a, in a positive way. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. How did you, you know, sort of find healing emotionally after the miscarriage? Part of my story is that I actually had another miscarriage before we had our, you know, our second daughter uh, that's with us today. So that experience, I didn't realize it was one that I was going to go through again. Um, now I wasn't as far along. I was, I think, 12 or 13 weeks uh, with that one. So still far enough along that we were telling people and we thought we had got over the hump, thought there was no going to be no problems. The doctor said, you know, baby looks great. Started telling people and then it was like the same scenario all over again. And you know, come to find out, I had some pregnancy complications that we had we didn't find out through until blood work later. So... So the the fact that I had CrossFit when I went through that second miscarriage saved me from, I don't know what the other alternative would have been, but if I had, you know, not found something positive that helped me you know, find my place in this world and something that I could do that was starting to not just benefit me, but also give me a platform for other women in, in their trauma to help them along their healing path that if I hadn't had that, when I went through this again, I, I don't, I don't know where I would be today, but it, 
it provided a, a place for me to go. Like I said, I went there for a long time and just went to the dark place and just battled my demons. And I would just go back in and do the same thing over and over again. And eventually out of that, I became strong and fit. And then it became more fun. So then there's not as many times that I'm going there because I'm uh, angry. I'm going there because I love it. And it, it just that same channel, it's the same channel, right? That anger and passion. Uh, and so eventually, because it is such a positively reinforcing thing in and of itself, exercise that is, not necessarily CrossFit, but exercise, it it, it helped me. Like that was a, a place where I could just kind of climb out of that dark place a little bit at a time into something that was all around good. And and so, yeah, that it's not for everybody, but it was perfect for me. Yeah, that's great. So I know, Jess, you know, you whether you think you are or not, you know, you sort of become an advocate in the financial services industry for fitness and uh, weightlifting. How do you encourage others? And, and why did you start doing that? I know you're a little bit modest about it, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I am. It probably, it probably doesn't look like that from the outside. I don't know. I try not to spend a whole lot of time thinking about intentionally thinking about what other people are thinking of me because it comes so naturally anyway. But I, you know, I will say I hesitate every time I go to put something out on social media to think about whether, how it comes across. I'm, I'm never trying to garner the responses of, you know, wow, you're so fit. Wow. You're so strong. Wow. You're, you know, you're amazing. It, it's not that I don't have an ego. Everyone does. But the thing that brings me the most joy from and like that feeds my ego is the, wow, you inspire me because I never believed I could do that. Like that's the thing that when somebody says that to me, I am all in is because I, I want so badly for people to know and especially for women to know that they can be strong the feeling for me that going from a place of I'm lost, I'm depressed, I don't know how I'm going to manage, I don't know what this looks like from here to I'm strong, I'm fit, I'm in control of the way that my body moves and the you know the way that I feel in it and I can do anything that I want to with it like oh, like 180 degrees never want to be that other person again, never feel like I have even, you know, the temptation to be that person again, because I know how to control, you know, my fitness. Now, I want that for other people. I like I want to give that drug away as as much as possible. So when somebody says, wow, and you know, Laura Latourette, one of my favorite people in in all of Fintwit, lives in Georgia, met her through Twitter, we we met up in person. Um, and it was just this greatest, the greatest thing. She said that the other she day. She has a farm, yeah. right? Or she does. Yeah. Yeah. And llamas. Yeah, she's and awesome. She's amazing. And so uh, she said something like that on my feed the other day about a video. She's like, well, you, you inspire me so much. And, and it's that that I if I'm going for anything, it's that uh, because I just want people to know that it's possible. And that happens in the financial world as well. You know, people going from my family was never wealthy. How do I even start? Can I even build wealth if I'm not coming from wealth? The concepts of that really you know, map over very, very easily. And so I, 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 I 
lean into that. And that's my message that I'm trying to communicate to this world is it is possible if you want it. And if you want it but don't see it, then the bridge over that is probably experiencing something that you've never experienced before and might start with you know, getting outside of your comfort zone and finding a coach or whatever it is, you know, financial advisor, doing something that you haven't done before and continuing to try those things until you, you figure out how to get from where you are to where you want to be. So that, that's, that's why, that's why I started it. Well, I started it just cause I was, I was proud of myself. I'm like, wow, <laughs> you know, mom, friends, family, whatever, look, this is cool. And then it was other people saying, wow, that really encourages me. I never knew I could do that. Reaching out for, you know, just support, and and me going okay this is this is something that i can use to do something that really means a lot to me so yeah yeah it really is inspiring so you know in this industry you know being a financial advisor is a, a very stressful job and you know can take a toll on on a person's body and you know you and i talked about just the struggles of you know particularly younger advisors uh next gen and, and advisors new to this industry and you know the industry's changing so much and there's pressure on fees mm -hmm. and pressure to reinvent yourself and, and to be relevant uh, to the client. What do you see is the need for fitness in this industry? Well, there's the, there's the chemical science that exercise does better than any drug on the planet. And, you know, it, it maps over to the ability to sleep. Uh, you know, if you're, if you are in a place of being fit you notice the difference between eating well and not eating well. You notice the difference between sleeping well and not sleeping well. You notice the difference between uh, drinking and not drinking. Like all of those things have an impact on your fitness. And so it's almost this like accountability system all in, all in and of itself that if you've found something that you love doing and you've achieved even some measure of fitness in it, those things start to impact your ability to continue to do that thing or to do it well. And the interaction of that almost kind of um, keeps you going in it. And then that whole, you know, s chemical response of doing all of those things makes you a healthier person and you can do your job better. So like that is just one side of it. The other side of it and what I have found in CrossFit uh, specifically is the community side of it. So, I mean, I'm there at, five, six days out of the week. And every time I'm there, I'm in a class of people. And in that class of people, we are all at some level, however, we're modifying the workout, we're all in it together. <laughs> we are all working on that 20 minute time frame to get as many rounds as possible of pull ups and push ups and air squats as we possibly can and everybody's doing that at their level at their intensity and that feeling of i'm not alone in this world is you know it it's it's everything right i mean we we, we were born for community so the thing about that type of community is that you're working hard together, that you're accomplishing something. And then the high fives at the end and the, the fact that, you know, your coach is going around going, great job. Like, I've had people tell me that they don't, they don't get the kind of encouragement that I 
provided them during the class, they don't get that anywhere else in their world. Never anywhere else that they, like they don't go anywhere else where somebody says, man, you're doing awesome. Or I'm so proud to see that you've worked on this or great job today or fist bump or whatever it is. Like they, they've told me, many people have told me, I don't get that anywhere else. That is a big part of why I come here is just, I feel good leaving because I've been encouraged and I feel good leaving because now my body's been, you know, sweating for an hour. So I, you know, again, CrossFit is not for everybody. There are so many things that you can do that provide that kind of support system. Uh, but if you have not, if you don't have that anywhere else in your life, then you like a group fitness class like that is, is where you, you know, where you need to be. And um, I don't use need lightly. So I, I think I, I feel really strongly about that aspect of it being healthy for, uh, you know, financial advisors and people that are in stressful jobs and in the way that we sit around all day. That, I mean, again, all that's the science body chemical side, but there's so much more. There's, there's this psychological, emotional need that's being filled by the community there. Yeah, that that's that's a great point, and and that's so powerful. Well, I'm afraid we're just about out of time, but I'd like to thank my guest Jess Bost for being on the podcast and and for sharing your story with us, Jess. Um, it's just been great. It's been, uh, uh, and you know, you're inspiring. I really appreciate it. Thank you. This is, I love sharing my story, and like like I said, it, 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 I do it because I I love seeing people just even imagine a flicker of a moment where they think, man, could I, could I do that too? She did it. Could I do that too? And the answer is yes, absolutely. If you want it, you can. And um, so, yeah, hopefully somebody's hearing this today that, that had that moment of inspiration. Yeah. I mean, you've inspired me. Um, if you'd like to reach out to Jess, um, you can reach her at jb at alphaarchitect.com. And we'll put this information in the show notes as well. If you yourself have a struggle or you wish to share your experiences and help others in similar situations, please feel free to reach out to me at diana.britton at informa.com. I'd like to thank you for listening to The Healthy Advisor. If you've not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This is Diana Britton reminding you that where there's healing, there is hope. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Healthy Advisor, a podcast focused on advisors' personal well-being and healing. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of wealthmanagement.com. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice. Always seek the advice of your healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your particular situation. United Planners, an RIA and broker-dealer structured as a limited partnership, providing partners and associates an unfettered program to conduct fee-based and commission business for over 30 years. Advisors are offered the flexibility of being independent with a broad choice of custodians under the firm RIA or their own independent RIA.